You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen. This is a presentation of the Afro Existential Podcast. Enjoy. Hello, I am your host, Alistair Justin Black, and welcome to Theatre in the Black. Our premiere episode is a six-part series entitled Dead Weight, A Journey in Afro-Existentialism. It is a black comedy about an all-American family spending some much-deserved quality time together. And it was written especially for Theater in the Black by Blaine Tima. It is sponsored in part by new and improved Afro-existential sheen shampoo and deep conditioner. Get it today. Your roots will thank you. And that's no lie. Certain people who engage in self-deception to evade responsibility for their own actions. Actually, it's quite the pandemic today. People will go to any length to avoid the truth of their own reality. French philosopher Jean-Paul Sartre called this mauvaise voie, or bad faith. In other words, people just be frightened. Now, a perfect example can be found in the small Los Angeles apartment of the Mulligan family. As our story opens, you will find Brady, the father in front of the TV, as his wife Georgina is aimlessly trying to have a conversation with him as she makes cakes for a church's fundraiser. Oh, and one thing you should note about Georgina Mulligan is that she is a woman that likes to finish what she starts. Brady, sweetheart, did I tell you what my two trivial prayers were today? I prayed that you'd have a change of heart about Ollie's day. (laughs) Look, you really did. My other trivial prayer was, wait, wait, wait. And once again, the $300 million Powerball numbers are 3, 6, 21, 60, Mm, 68. mm, mm. Imagine winning that much money. Mm, Sweetie, did you check your tickets to see if you finally won? I guess if you did, you wouldn't be sitting over there, huh? Where would we go? It'd be so nice to get out of here and see the world again. Barely remember the last time we left this place. Helen posted pictures on Facebook, too many if you ask me, of their trip to Monaco. I don't need to see her old, ugly dancer's feet overlooking an otherwise perfectly beautiful beach. Oh, well, anyway, I read where most people end up blowing all their lottery winnings and end up right back where they started. Oh, your show is on. On this episode of Who the Hell Did I Marry? This time. Victoria was everything that Donald wanted in a Ukrainian mail order bride. Soon discovered this Victoria's very shocking secret. 
penis. Victoria used to be Victor. <laughs> Poor Donald. Didn't see it coming. Mm, yum, yum. This icing mm-hmm, is delicious. <laughs> Brady, I know you're over there thinking, is she really over there decorating a cake? You know how I am. I always have to finish what I start. Oh, your show is on. On today's show, we are looking at sibling rivalry. Welcome, Colt. Colt says his fiancée, Brittany, cheated on him with her stepfather, Gunner. Now, he doesn't know if little Magnum is his baby. But wait, that's not all. Brittany's stepfather just happens to be Colt's twin brother, Gunner. Let's meet Colt's fiance. Please give a warm welcome to Brittany. Who's that baby's daddy? Who's that baby's daddy? Y'all don't know me. Y'all be quiet. It's a damn lie, Alex. He was spreading fake news. It's fake news. He knows he's that baby's daddy. Yes, Brittany, I'm right here. Please, let her speak. Go ahead. Alex, he's spreading fake news, and he needs to build a huge wall around his lies so he can keep his lies away from my border because they are foreign to me and my baby, okay? My baby don't look nothing like me. Look at his ears. Look at his nose. He look like my brother Gunner. Your twin brother Gunner? Don't twins tend to look alike? <laughs> Don't he sound stupid, Alex? Y'all, ain't he stupid? Him and his brother, they twins. Colt, why do you think he would sleep with his stepdaughter, your fiance, and his future sister-in-law? Hmm. Even as kids, he was always jealous of me, Alex. Always. If little baby Magnum is your son, or nephew. I hope you two can work it out. Because either way, you are family. Here are the results. Tell the truth and shame the devil. Tell the truth and shame the devil, Alex. That's all I know. Here we go. When it comes to three-month-old baby Magnum, I guess... You are shooting blanks, Colt, because you are not that baby's father. Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, God! I'm so sorry! Oh, God! Don't call Oh, God now! You have blocked your number. I swear, Brady, I don't know how you watch this horrible show. I mean, when did other people's misery become entertainment? Ma, you becoming like those women on that Hoarders show. What's it called? What? Hoarders? If it's not there, then it's up here in this old trunk. Here, let me look through that. Brady, I guess I just didn't want Oliver to leave. He belongs here with us. But, Brady, maybe something good can come of it. Now he can stay, right? Don't you think that would be okay now? I mean, considering. Ooh, did I tell you what my second trivial prayer was? 
I prayed that we could take a little staycation, maybe the Four Seasons in Beverly Hills. I mean, we would wait till everything is sorted out with you, of course, but I really think it would be so good for us. We need to get out of here. Don't you think? Brady, oh, look at what I found in this old truck. Oh, look at this picture. It's my first music video, remember? How did that beautiful young girl end up stuck here? Oh, now, mm, look at this, Brady, our wedding album. This is how she ended up here. Look at me, so pretty in that white veil and straight jacket. Oh, look at this. Oliver's christening gown. Wasn't he sweet? I found it. What's that white stuff on your face? Oliver Mulligan, have you been sneaking into my cake batter? Huh? Uh, what? Uh, oh, oh, yes, I must have, got, must have gotten some flour on me. Uh, <clears throat> who were you talking to? Huh? Oh, I was just saying to your father that maybe we can take a family staycation. The, the three of us? Huh? How the hell would all three of us go? Oh, Oliver, I know your daddy's. I know he's dead. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, not that he's dead. I mean, good that you know he's dead and not talking to him like he's not dead. Seriously, Ma, I couldn't handle Daddy dying tonight and you going 5150 all in the same night. You just don't stop talking to someone after 26 years of marriage. You know, I begged him not to kick you out. Not that he listened to me when he was alive. It all happened no so, to me. so fast, didn't it? He really did. I mean... One minute he was alive, and the next minute he was... Dead. Just like that. We argue all the time, and it never... I mean... I mean, do you think that's what killed him? You know, our arguing all uh, Probably the so. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, no. I mean, it didn't help. I mean... It didn't add any years to his life, is what I'm trying to I say. I get it. I, it didn't help. I get it. Whatever you do, honey, don't blame yourself. I mean, if I had been here when he was choking to death, I would have done the Heimlich and saved him. But like you said, it happened so fast. I went across the street to get some eggs for my cake, and I came back and Daddy was dead. You didn't hear him choking? If I saw or heard Daddy choking, I wouldn't have let Daddy choke. Oh, I know. It's not your fault. Did you have your earphones on? Sometimes I'll be yelling for you. You can't hear me. I hear you. Huh? What was that? Uh, no, I didn't have my earphones on. Oh, oh, okay. It's not your fault. You hear me now? <laughs> it's not. He'd get that horrible fried chicken from churches. You can't tell a thigh from a wing. And he'd eat it like it was his last meal. And I guess it was, wasn't it? Well, look on the bright side. In his obituary, you can spin it and say he loved to visit various churches and had visited his favorite one the night he passed. Mm, always talking with food in his mouth. And who wants to see that? Now look what happened. He choked on his chicken. You know, it's one of seven deadly sins. What, choking on your chicken? Gluttony. It's a sin. But God knows your daddy had a good heart. He was so lucky to get a heart transplant from that surfer. That's not what I meant, Oliver. But wasn't that a waste of money, now that I think about it? I meant he was a good person, despite all the heartache he caused me. No good lying bastard. 
I need you to help me pick out a nice suit for your father's homecoming. Anything you want. But can we stick a pin in that for a minute? Oh, shoot. I need you to take my cakes to church for the... Seriously? They'd understand if you don't give them a cake this year. I need you to focus. Focus on what? I always make a cake for the fundraiser. Okay, I'll get the cakes there. Listen, I found the life insurance policy you asked me to look for. It's all paid up and current. The policy, right? Oh, give it here. Yes. Remember how your Aunt Kitty used to always make jokes about Uncle Rusty? Being so old and she took out all those insurance policies on him? Yeah. She said she was going to live it up like the Queen of Sheba when he was dead. Then she cackled like an old hen. I know, and then she got hit by a truck on the set of Blessed by an Angel. Yes, I know. Listen. Well, after all that cackling she did, it turned out she didn't keep up the payments. Are you serious? He got all that money after she died? Only because she got killed working on the set of Blessed by an Angel. Well, the angel went and blessed your Uncle Rusty. So I always made sure I kept our policies up to date. Where's the coroner? Did you tell them your father was dead? Uh, that's the first requirement for the coroner to come. Do they take their time if the person is already dead? All the people they pick up are dead. I wonder what's taking them so long. I swear they are slower than the second coming of the Lord. Oh, I haven't called up yet. What? Why not? You told me to look for the insurance policy. After you called... I can't depend on you for anything. Yes, you can't. Ma, listen. Mother, this policy says you get $500,000. Didn't I tell you not to look at it? Did you? I guess in the rush to find it, I, I started... In the rush? But you had time to read it. It also says that I'm a beneficiary and I get $50,000. Does it now? It does. It says right here, Ma. See? Well, I guess now you really are going to leave. That was the plan all along, right? Daddy was putting me out on the street in the middle of the night like you do trash. Daddy isn't here anymore, sweetheart. I mean, once the corner comes, he won't be over there anymore. I've given it a lot of thought. A lot of thought? How? Your daddy just died. Remember when I did the GoFundMe campaign so I could go volunteer for Habitat for Humanity to help those poor people? I don't remember that at all. Come on. Yes, you do. Really, how could you forget that? What I remember is you getting arrested and using the funds for your bail. (sighs) My point is, I thought I'd be going down there and teaching the poor people something. But those poor people taught me something so valuable about myself. What? I learned... I do not want to be poor. Really? And not only that. There's more. Daddy said I was a horrible person, and he was right. Oh, I nonsense. am. God doesn't make mistakes. Never? I think maybe he does. I think he makes a lot of mistakes. I think he makes a lot of mistakes on purpose. You're just feeling this way because you were here when he choked to death, and you feel responsible. And now you're thinking about leaving me all alone. Huh? Wait. Hold Hold, I don't feel responsible for his death. You said he died from choking on his chicken. This might be the catalyst I need to get out of here and try to make something of myself. Otherwise, I feel like I'll be stuck here forever. Maybe it's not too late. I understand. You really mean that? Wait, this isn't like reverse psychology, is it? Something you saw on Dr. Phil? No, 
I vaguely recall being young once. I was going to be a prima ballerina like your Aunt Helen, but I chose instead to raise you. Go, go, be all you can be. Thank you, Ma. I'm just glad your daddy didn't die at work. Boy, oh boy, I'll probably never see you again. You be living in the south of France somewhere with all that money. <laughs> oh, where should I send your $50,000 check to? Why? Wait, what was that? You didn't say where you were going. Where can I mail it? Wait, why are you glad he didn't die at work? I thought you read the policy. <gasps> well, goddamn! If he would have choked on his chicken at work, I'd have gotten $150,000. Don't use the Lord's name in vain. Your father was always at work. Or that's where he said he was. Who knows where he was, really? Or with whom? No good lying bastard. Oh, snap! You get a million dollars! I hope you at least stick around for the funeral. If not, I need to get my lie together now to explain why you're not at your father's funeral. Oh, is the Peace Corps still a thing? Maybe I'll say that you couldn't get back from the Congo in time. Where is the Congo exactly? It's far, right? I don't want to keep you here stuck just on account of this money. Now go! I'll make sure you get it. Don't be ridiculous. I wouldn't miss it for the world. I mean, what kind of son would I be if I wasn't at my own father's funeral? What I'm saying is you don't have to stick around. I can mail you the check. Just write down the address, but put it where I can remember to find it. I'm taking those ginkgo supplements from my memory, but at the time I forget to take them. Mother, are you trying to get rid of me now or what? You know better than that. I just want what's best for you. Isn't that all a mother ever wants for her child? <laughs> don't think twice about us. Well, me, actually. I really think your father died at home just to spite me. Mm. I have half a mind to just put your father in the car and drop him off at that video store he is. We'd both be rich. <laughs> uh, can you please call the coroner now so he's ready in time for his own funeral? Africa. The Congo is in Africa. Mother, what did you just say? Can you call the coroner before the funeral? <laughs> That's funny. No, before that. Oh, I don't know, but... Um, put your father in the car and drop him off at work and collect that money? Better yet, maybe we could call him an Uber. Yes, that. That's that. Well, what about it? Yes, what about it, mother? What about it? What are you saying? I'm saying just what you just said. I didn't say anything. I, I, I was just joking, Oliver. You always said there's a lot of truth in a joke. Not this time. This time would be the time, mother. I mean, would it be so bad if we moved Daddy from spot A to spot B? If spot C was jail, yes, it would be so bad. Like going to jail for insurance fraud bad. You think? Really? That bad? I mean... I am not going to drag your father's dead body down Olympic Boulevard in the middle of the night, Oliver. Ma, we are three miles from a million dollars. That's like 333K a mile. I could definitely do it for that. No problem. And looky, Ma, ways is saying it'll take 15 minutes to get there. Where's my phone? I'm calling the coroner right now. Give me my phone, Oliver. We are not that type of people. I'm that person for a lot less money than this. Trust me. Well, that's not how we raised you, Oliver Mulligan. Well, that's how I turned out, Georgina Mulligan. 
This could give us our old life back, Ma. Isn't that what he would have wanted for us? Or at least for you? Your father? Brady Mulligan? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. No, not at all. Okay, true, but isn't that even more reason to do it? You get that last laugh, and I'm talking a million-dollar belly laugh. Give me my phone, Ollie. It's starting to stink around here, and I swear I don't know if it's your daddy or you. It's the stink of poverty, and I smell it on all of us. I should have never told you that you get all that money if he died at work. I should have just mailed you the check. Why did you? Why did you tell me? I didn't know where to mail it. Jesus, what was I thinking? I think you knew. I think you knew exactly what you were doing. Knew what? That's why you sent me to look for it. You knew. How could I know you'd want to move your father's dead body around town? For God's sake, we're not doing a pub crawl. It's three miles down the street. Greedy is another one of the seven deadly sins, Oliver. I know. Gluttony, greed, lust, wrath, sloth, envy, pride. Wait, there's one more. What is it? It's poverty, and here in the city of lost angels, only the poor are punished for it. Have you no moral compass? Since he was kicking me out on the street tonight, my moral GPS may not be working. Especially since I didn't know where the hell I was going to end up after I was thrown out. I would have never let him throw you out. My box is stacked by the door. Tell a different story. You are going to get $50,000, Ollie, and you still want Why are you acting so daft? Doesn't everyone want more money, Mother? I know you do. Give me five minutes. If you don't want me to do it after that, I'll call the coroner. I swear to God. The atheist is swearing to God. That's the problem, Oliver. That's your damn problem. You don't believe in anything. Okay, then I swear on Daddy's grave. On Daddy's grave? He's not in his grave yet because you won't give me my phone to call the coroner. Give me five minutes, and if we do it, I'll stay for good. You are wasting your breath. You always said Daddy dragged us down to this hellhole after he gambled our beautiful house away that your father built. And you know I have nothing against these poor people down here. It's just that I grew up... In Hancock Park, and now look at us, living hand to mouth. He put us here with all his... Lies and mendacity! But that's all in the past. Since I got saved and accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I forgave him for gambling away the house my father built. Did you? Really? I mean, really. I did. I really did. Thank you very much. Listen, maybe the two of us can pool our insurance money and get a little house in Hancock Park together. Oh, please, Mother. Maybe a two-bedroom condo in Hancock Park adjacent. Adjacent, which is Koreatown. That money will be gone in two years, tops. Think about it. You're not going to have Daddy's income anymore from the video store to fall back on. Why don't you run it? I mean, you can run it. You want me to run a video store? What is this, 1998? Plus, you know I'm trying to finish writing my novel, and it's hard to create great work when you have to work. You don't even like saying that word, do you? Work. You make it sound like a four-letter word. I mean, it is a four-letter word. 
Mother, none of the great writers had to deal with poverty and try to be brilliant at the same time. I mean, I'm no Fitzgerald, but dare I say I fall somewhere between Danielle Steele and Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton is an author? Yes! See what I'm saying? I'm not blaming you, Mother, but... But... But what? Don't you think we've suffered enough for your poor marital choice? When I met him, he owned two video stores. After we were married, with my help, we had opened ten blockbusters. Ten! He was king of the world, or rather Ramses, and I was his nefertari. But then came Netflix. And those damn little red envelopes delivered to every door. Like the red plague in Exodus, killing our business. Then just like he did in the Bible, God took away our kingdom and now my firstborn. What I'm hearing is that you've been living his dream and he gambled yours away. That's exactly what happened. You know I Dance the part of... Yes, the part of Bluebird. Firebird. Yes, yes, Firebird. I meant Firebird. All those years with your own potential, bottled like a shaken soda pop. Like a caged bird. Caged bird, yes. That's a much better metaphor. A caged Firebird. Now you are free to fly away in first class and not in coach. Hey, I bet your sister doesn't even have to fly a coach. <laughs> Only coach she knows is the one that hangs from her arm. Don't you at least deserve to fly business class? At least. I know it's a horrible thing to say. Look around. There's nobody here but us three. And he ain't listening. Ollie, I never envisioned myself being not rich. Does that make sense? I just wasn't prepared for this. I just I don't identify with not being rich. Does that make sense? It most certainly does. And neither do I, Mother. You know what we are, Mother? We're trans-affluent. Hmm? Trans-what? You know how you have your transgenders, people whose sense of personal identity and gender does not correspond with their birth sex, right? Mm-hmm. If you say so. I don't say so. That's what they say. They feel like they belong to the opposite of what they are. Isn't that us? Isn't that us, damn it? No. Not at all. Yes, it is. Listen, we feel like we belong with affluent people, and we don't identify with being poor, so we are trans-affluent. You just made that nonsense up. Oh, but somebody said they were transracial. You remember that lady? Yes. Now, that's a thing, transracial. She came out white as cotton, got some cornrows, a spray tan, said she was black and got a Netflix special. So why can't we be trans-affluent? Well, I guess, but what I'm trying to say is that, look, I go to church, and I was saved. I took care of our sick mother until the end. I was a devoted wife. I tried to be a good mother. Didn't I try? Don't I deserve something more than nothing? People don't get what they deserve, mother. True. Yes. People don't get what they deserve. God knows that's true. What do you mean? You get what you can get away with getting. And that has nothing to do with what you deserve. You think the black people picking cotton deserve to be slaves? No. No is right. But guess what? What? The cotton sure got picked, didn't it? But moving your father's dead body, it's just wrong. Let me tell you something. 
that cotton got picked and right and wrong didn't have nothing to say about it. So maybe it's the wrong thing to do at the right time. You sound like a fortune cookie. What does that mean? I don't know, but I do know you've done the right thing all your life. Maybe we can do something wrong just once. Mm. Well, I do wrong stuff all the time, but you could do it once and get our old lifestyle back. No one's going to give it to us. You are talking insurance fraud. They'll do an investigation. I mean, just because you are used to jail doesn't mean I am. I'm familiar with jail. I'm not yet used to it, Mother. I'm sorry, Oliver. I can't put a price on my freedom. I can, and I'm looking at the number. It's $150,000. Maybe we could pool our money and buy a really nice place together in Hancock Park. I'm sure one of those old biddies over there is about to kick the bucket. We could get a nice deal. Together? Together forever. With this kind of money. <sighs> it's all so sudden. And I know it's wrong, but he is dead. I agree. He is most certainly dead. What does he care, right? He literally could not care less. If I only had a sign from God. Seriously? You want God to call you on your cell phone and say, Georgina, you got this. Oh, he works in mysterious ways. Oh, I need to pray. No, better yet. What are you doing? Mother, please don't get... My old Ouija board. I need advice from our ancestors on the other side. You barrel to your phone when your ancestors on this side call you. I don't always recognize the number. Does this Ouija board come with the caller ID? Put your fingertips on. Don't cheat. Okay. Now shut up. Me or the Ouija board? Hush. Ouija board, are you ready to begin? Give me a sign. Give me a sign. Give me a sign. <gasps> it's a sign. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. I knew. It's not the father or his son. It's Uncle Todd. Why in the hell is he calling your father? Let it go to voicemail. Put it back in your father's pocket. Oh, look at these. God bless him. What's that? It's his lotto tickets. I guess today wasn't his lucky day. Oh, God. Who is this? It's Helen. What does she want? Are you going to answer it? Lord, then you can't get her off the phone. Daddy, I'll have rigor mortis by the time she finishes yipping and yapping. Hey, Helen. I'm downstairs. Todd just dropped me off. Let me in before I have to mace somebody. Downstairs? Hel Helen, now is not... Oh, never mind. Your neighbor is coming out. Hi. Hello. Have we met? Are you visiting you see, I have to be very careful who I let in. I understand. Yes, my sister. Just... What now? <sighs> Hello, this is Helen, and it's a great day to be alive. <gasps> She's on her way up! You said you wanted a sign. Well, apparently the only sign Oliver needs to see is a big fat money sign. And will Georgina's ancestors give her a sign, or have they blocked her number? 
Well, only two things will tell. Time and episode two of Dead Weight, a journey in Afro-existentialism. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 